Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you ready for a rewarding career in the electrical industry? Quality Electric of the Coastal Carolinas, QECC, is looking for qualified electricians and electrical helpers to join its Charleston team. QECC offers guaranteed full-time hours, make up to $30 per hour with possible performance bonuses and career growth opportunities. Enjoy benefits like health insurance, dental and vision coverage, 401k plans, and more. If you're a motivated, experienced electrician, this job is for you. QECC is an equal opportunity employer. For all job inquiries, send email to hr at qeccinc.com. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Show did. Because we about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Let's finish this thing. Hey, y'all. This is April. This is Caroline. Part four, Waco Massacre. This is Operation Trojan Horse. Is your mouth watering? Trojan, not condom. No, no, no condoms here. (laughs) I had no idea... (coughs) I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea the details of the siege. I just remember watching, like, clips of what you would see on the news over and over. The same things that they would play over and over. One dude going in the window, Uh on the roof, and then all of a sudden he, like, falls off the roof and there's fire. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All the... um, I remember seeing like the tanks crash into the house. I remember seeing the all the what were they um four wheelers and go karts lined up outside, but I just I didn't know. I didn't know. And then you just hear everybody's story. Here's a little bit of what happened. Um definitely can't tell it all. Here's a little bit of the parts that I thought was important. So Remember from episode three, 9 a.m., Koresh gets word that the ATF are coming. Agent Rodriguez goes back and he calls command center and now they have to express everything that they're going to do in the next hour. They're supposed to show up at 10 a.m., They show up at 9.46 a.m. So they get to be about 15-ish minutes early. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, back at the compound, the Carishians have had a whole hour to get ready. In addition to the three years that they've been getting ready. So they continue to, um, with their plan, they have the trailers and they pull onto 
into the gate, onto the driveway, and once you pull in, like I told you earlier, there's no turning back because no. there's not like a quick ex- exit to get out. This is not like a paved driveway. This is like dirt roads and it's potholy. So the cattle trader trailers are hitting. Um, soon as they get in and they go around that little L shape, the windows of the compound start coming up. There's like cutouts in the buildings like where it looks like it was just like a building but then it comes out and it's like a trap door those come open and guns come out and they realize these Koreshians are not working in the yard or in the pit or doing homeschool with the kids they are waiting patiently to ambush and it literally starts to rain bullets Mm. So they had helicopters that, at during their initial plan, they were supposed to come in and just kind of create a like a diversion and add more shock and scare. Well, now they needed these helicopters to come and like provide some support, and the sh- helicopters get hit by heavy gunfire, forcing them immediately to retreat, Caroline. Two of them almost go down immediately. So they all three have to take it back to the command center almost immediately. So three helicopters provide no support. Their their careful, thought-out plan was based on the element of surprise, and that was ruined. They were the ones that were surprised. A guy named Agent Balistros makes it to the front door to serve the warrant Koresh is at the front door. He says, what's going on? Balestro says, it's a search warrant. Koresh slams the door in his face. Bullets start shooting through the door. Balestro has to jump um, off the porch into like some shrubbery. And Balestro just says, I'm just going to lay here for the rest of the <laughs> Oh, he's like, I'm done. I did, what, I'm just, I did my duty. I'm out. <laughs> When he looked over, this is not funny, he saw a dead comrade already um, under a windowsill, under a windowsill. He did not think he was going to get out of there alive. The Koreshians, I did not know this, had a bunch of dogs, and these dogs come out to start to attack too. So they're not only fighting the Koreshians and their bullets, they're fighting the Koreshians' dogs. Now, some of the dogs get shot. They always take fire extinguishers with them for this reason because they don't want to shoot dogs. And a lot of times the fire extinguisher spray mm-hmm. makes them go away, but not all of them. And so, Caroline, oh, get no. ready. Some dogs get shot. Now, their initial plan, they had... Wanted people to go in from all sides, front like the north, the south, the east, from everywhere. That's how they were going to penetrate and yeah. take hold of the whole compound, right? So they were trying to penetrate all sides mm. in the back. <laughs> they were getting shot from all around. They even discovered that they had Koreshians on top of the water tower shooting down at the agents they even had people that targeted 
that undercover Sierra house down the road where those Mm -hmm. eight undercover agent men were. That's how they knew that they knew that that was an undercover house a long time ago. They knew who Rodriguez was. All they kept hearing was, get off our land. You're going to die. We're going to kill you. What are you doing here? Why don't you just go away? So it was a war zone. News reporters show up. They set up their cameras off on, you know, on the road. There's machine gun fire. There's AK-47 bullets everywhere. And then you hear an explosion. And at first, our agents, the ATF agents, were relieved. They are thinking, oh, our guys finally breached the door, and they used a flashbang. Um, and it's kind of like what you see on movies, right? They breach in, they do a flashbang, you see that flash, and it kind of blinds everybody, and like smoke. Yeah. And they're like, yes, they got it, they got in, right? Oh, yeah. No. Nope. No. The Koreshians pulled out their hand grenades. Oh. Remember those? Yes. Remember yes, those? I do. I do. Now they're like, forget the plan to gain entry. We can't do that anymore. There's no evacuation plan in place at all. The only plan that they have is to stay alive plan. Stay alive. Stay alive. Um, a 911 call comes in. And it has come in from inside the, day, the compound. And a Carician named Wayne Martin called. And his 911 call says there are around 75 men at our, in our building, at our building shooting at us at Mount Carmel. Tell them there are children in here and women in here. And to call it off, he is yelling. He is pissed. Now, when you hear this phone call, he sounds pissed and desperate. Like, why are they attacking us, right? Yeah. yeah. And when you hear a lot of this phone call, They're like, we don't understand why are we getting attacked. Now, this 911 caller, he get they get a hold this 911 person on the other line, like the dispatcher, they get a hold of Larry Lynch. He's the lieutenant at the time. This sparks Larry Lynch and uh, David Koresh communication. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, and this is this is like the converse this is communication that's going to go on throughout the whole conversation. Now I'm going to play some tape. It's a little choppy. Oh, why is this cord so tight? It's a little choppy and I'm going to have to fast forward through some of it. Um however, It'll give you a kind of insight of David's mindset at the time, what was going on at the time, and um, where we're kind of going with this. On. Hello. Yes. This is Dave Koresh. Uh, we're being, we're being, uh, I'm supposed to call you guys. This is who, sir? David Koresh. No, 
Mount Carmel Center. We're being shot all up out here. Okay, where are you? Oh, where am I? I'm at Mount Carmel Center. Okay, hang on just a second. All right. So calm. He seems so calm. How do you not know that? Don't hang up, David, okay? Right, I'm gonna get somebody to talk to you. Are you in the complex?
present situation, let's start resolving it, and then we can sit down and talk. Right now, we've got everybody ceasefiring, okay? So that's what we want. Now, we're pulling the guy back from the door. ATF is going to pull the guy back from the door. Can they come now, David, with your guarantee and pick up their injured officer without being fired on? Look, I cannot communicate with everybody here. Okay. Do you have any any way, is there anybody that can? Do you have a facility to to uh, communicate with the rest of the folks there in your, in your house? Well, we would have if y'all guys had talked with us. Okay. But right now, all right, what ATF is wanting to do is, is to their injured troop out of your area, okay? But what you're telling me is you can't control folks because you have no communications. Is that correct? Well, if you give us... So... That conversation ended up being pretty long, but it resulted in ongoing communication, a little bit of trust, and they were able to talk about a possible ceasefire. <laughs> this was my first time when I actually watched the uh, the Netflix series that I even heard about a ceasefire happening. So I was like, okay, if we did a ceasefire, why did it last for 51 days? If we ceased fire day one. Yeah. After, you know, an hour or so. So about 10.35 a.m. is when we this conversation's kind of happening, and they're talking about ceasefire. And by this time, there have been wounded and killed agents. Our agents are almost, are either out of ammunition or almost out, but not them Christians, though. Like, they seem to have an unlimited supply of ammo like just yeah, unlimited 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 by eleven thirty a.m so this doesn't start prompt the ceasefire immediately this is mm-hmm. ten thirty-five a.m it takes another hour for the conversations to go back and forth and this phone call like they hang up and they call back again and they kind of get disconnected um and he goes on 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 and on and on and he's saying that I've been talking about this for four years. Y'all just found out, but I prophes this. I I knew this was prophesied to me. So basically, mm-hmm. the Lord gave me this vision four years ago, and that's why we were ready, and that's why y'all weren't. He just knew he was doing wrong. Is what I was saying earlier. So, tactical commander Kavanaugh calls the compound, and he speaks with Steve Snyder, which is another one of Koresh's mighty men. And they go back and forth, and Snyder's pissed because he, too, has wounded kids and wounded people, and they both finally agree to a ceasefire. So Snyder's able to get Koresh and the other guys to agree. And by 1140, the Kavanaugh's able to get the agents to ceasefire, and the agents are able to stand up put their hands in the air and walk, they can go and retrieve their wounded comrades so they have to pick up their dead bodies or the ones who are wounded and then walk back that long 
walk. And okay, and so it's probably like if it was big as a city block, you know, the whole compound, that's a pretty decent walk to be scared to death because the guns just didn't get put up. They're still totally being aimed at them this whole time. Um, and you're wounded, you're scared, you're wounded, you're or you're carrying your dead friend. Um they're walking back to the ambulances. Now the ambulances are not coming onto the property because you very well could be endangering more lives. And at this time they have four dead agents and a bunch wounded. And after this is when we will officially have a siege. So everybody gets to leave at that time. Mm-hmm. Go back, regroup, people get help. They start contacting families. It's all over the news. It's going crazy. Mm. This is when we are all finding out, like, school stops, right? You're in second grade. Yeah, I think I'm in fifth grade. Stops. <laughs> And this is when we're all finding out that there has been an active cult right down the street from where we've been living. Which, uh, meant nothing to me. No. At no. the time? No. It hasn't meant anything to me until now, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I've well, known you know, about it. Like this yeah. Big, you know. And, and, and now I'm real pissed about it because I got to do this, this story. But anyways, it's pretty cool. So that's the end of part four, and that is the end of all of today's episode, and we'll get the end next week. We officially have a siege, which is what they did not want. Here's what kills me. They had a plan to breach, but it never, and this is Dan Morris's quote, but it never crossed their mind to have an, an extraction or withdrawal plan. It had never been practiced or even considered to have an extraction or withdrawal plan. But has this happened before, like in any other situation like this? Nope. In Waco, it's first time. Not, so not now, Waco, just in general, like. Well, this isn't Waco ATF. This is ATF from all over the world. So right. part so of like if, if they're like, we didn't have an extraction plan. Okay, have you ever typically gone and? broken up cults and had an, an extraction plan that you would there's no plan that's right? what i'm saying yeah it had no never guide. been practiced ever in the history of their books yeah or even considered to have a oh shit a plan, plan for if something goes wrong infiltrate a cult life like environment there's never been a plan invented for that whatsoever i don't even think it needs to be that specific i think it needs to be what's the plan if we go and we try to serve a search warrant on individuals who start to whip our ass which is what david koresh says in the in the thing did the search warrant for warren jeffs and they did not have this yeah I, yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be have a plan in place for a cult. It should be. We need a, content, a contingency plan if things go wrong. Yeah. What if things go wrong? You need a backup plan. That. What if they are ready, armed, and dangerous? What's the plan then? Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's as a commander leader, you want to keep your people safe. You have that backup plan. So he is saying that. 
that has never been practiced. It's never been part of any plans. It's never even been considered. They go in, they go in with plan A, and maybe it's just always worked out that they've never needed it until now. Did you? Yep. So mm-hmm. I bet it's a part of every plan now. Yeah, probably not. What if it does? What if it does not work out this way? Then what? Crazy, 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 wow, crazy. We. All right. How's it gonna end? How's it gonna end? Good to tell you. <laughs> Me either. It is. I've not written it yet. Okay. We'll see y'all next week. That is it. And then. Oh, can we talk about the live show? Oh, yeah. What live show? Save the date for June 24th. June 24th? Is that it? We're doing a live show. June 24th, downtown Waco. We will send out registration information just like li- last time. Live show. It's like in a minute. Slash mixer. Slash dirty Chad. Be excited. Be excited. We'll s- give you more details. Just mark your calendar. Mark just your go calendar. Ahead and mark your calendar for July 24th, June. June. Sorry. June. 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 Did you say July? I did say July 24th. June 24th. June 24th. June 24th. June 24th. June 24th. Start all over. Do we have a live show coming up, Caroline? Um, I think we do. I think it's in June, and I think it's on the 24th. Is that right? Mark your calendars. When, for when? June 24th. The 24th of June? June. Downtown Waco, if you don't live in Waco, make plans to come and visit. And this will be our birthday. Birthday. Bloody happy hour. Second birthday. We'll be celebrating in June. We will also be celebrating officially Dirty Chad. We'll maybe give you a little teaser. Dirty Chad. Teaser, 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 trailer. Only if you come to the show will you be able to hear that's not the trailer and we may episode. also have a little bit of gear for yes Chad. so you definitely do not want to miss out on this nope not at all exclusive when is it? june 24th june 24th oh, mark your calendars june now 24th yeah, yeah. good okay this is it this is it we will see y'all next week don't forget to stay aware stay alive and always be tf bye y'all has been a Rogue Media Podcast.